Everybody, welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks, right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany, riding solo here with you today. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. Five games on the ice for Monday, so lots of action. Going to run through them game by game, give you a couple of my favorite props, as well as some DFS plays on the way out. Smash this like button, smash it, as our buddy Pat Mayo likes to say. I know the hockey season is almost over, and this show almost over as well, but. It's never too late to subscribe to the Mayo Media Network if you haven't already. It's pumping out content 24-7 for us over at the Mayo Media Network. So we appreciate a like, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Hopefully this show has brought you a little bit of extra money in your pocket. I know Matty Best had a big Sunday as well, giving out some picks. So hopefully we can continue here on this show to give a few picks. If you are looking to just get in on prizepicks.com, follow the link inside the description of this video. You'll see the promo code there, a 100% first deposit match of up to $100 when you use that promo code over at prizepicks.com. So coming at you late on a Sunday evening here, I just watched the Edmonton Oilers just throw away their season up 4-1 late in the third, only to lose that game 5-4 in overtime. Absolutely sickening to watch. Uh, Good for the Jets, but my goodness, the Oilers could be an interesting offseason in Edmonton, to say the least. They are in action again, so they have to just erase that from their mind uh, because they're playing again here on Monday night. So less than 24 hours, they're going to go at it one more time. And I'm sure there's going to be uh, a few brooms, I would suppose, uh, in Jet Nation. Unfortunately, no fans. Again, those North Division games are just not as exciting without the fans. But nonetheless, uh, check out prizepicks.com. Get involved over there. I'll circle back before a puck drop here in the video because, like I said, coming at you late on a Sunday, books are starting to adjust some of their props to threes, three and a halfs, to fours. So maybe we have to start thinking about some unders. It's certainly in play. Like if if Nathan McKinnon is going to be five, maybe I'm going to take the under, right? It's something that we may adjust here as the books adjust themselves. Uh, But that said, I don't think I have any unders here for you today when it comes to shop props. But if you do have a question, just leave it there in the YouTube section. I will circle back before puck drop and uh, take care if you have any questions or maybe just give a couple more plays that I didn't give on this video. If you are looking to be part of the FTN fam, we have an all-new price, $24.99 for the rest of the season, giving picks until that Stanley Cup is raised. You know, a pretty decent Sunday. It could have been a lot better had the Oilers there. The Oilers and the under looked like that was going to hit. Uh, and had a few units on the line with Kyle Connor needed one more shot. But we're up to 173 units on the season, 83 alone on props. Use the promo code MEANY, save yourself a little bit of cash. But I'm pretty sure we hit just about every shot prop on Sunday. We had Pasternak, we had Ovechkin, uh, we had Jordan Stahl, Sebastian Ajo, Roman Yossi. Luckily, we had overtime to get there with those uh, particular players, but it was a good day from a shot prop standpoint. Uh, hopefully, we can keep things going here today. So let's not waste any more time. Let's just get after it. We have the Islanders and the Penguins. Uh, I'm using the free prop shop and free parlay calculator over at ftmbets.com to get the best possible odds. I'm seeing the Islanders right now at plus 120 on the road. This series all knotted up at two games apiece with the Penguins. Minus 137, the total here at 5.5. So, you know, I really like to look at sites like Natural Statric just to take a look at 5-5 five and five numbers to see how the each game has gone and how the series 
uh, has gone. It's you know these teams have played each other all year, but it's it is different hockey and it's a different feel. Matchups in particular, are, there's there's more importance I would say for matchups. And I had this conversation just a little bit of a convo uh, in our FTN Discord chat about you know home and away matchups, last change, things like that. Sidney Crosby didn't hit his shot prop in games three or four in New York, and Barry Trotz was getting the right guys on against Sid the Kid. And now back at home, you're going to see Pittsburgh have that last change. I think advantage Penguins here. Both teams have been phenomenal all year at home. So they got the split. Both teams have to be happy getting that split. Now we got here, you know, a best two out of three. Uh, so I think I'm leaning with the Penguins here. I'm a little hesitant just on the total. I have been riding the under. I think the under is the play, even though a couple of these games have gone over. So the shot attempts overall, 221 to 176 in favor of Pitt. But at 5-5, five and five, you know, fairly, fairly equal in terms of just the scoring chances have been in favor of Pittsburgh, 113-86. The shots, slight edge for the Pens. But even though the scoring chances have been in favor of Pittsburgh, the high-danger chances have been in favor of the Islanders. Now, Sorokin, I would expect to get the call, right? He won game one. Varlamov wasn't ready. Let in the softy in game two. Lost. Game three. Lost. They went to Sorokin. Got the W. I would imagine that's his net now, right? So Sorokin, very strong goaltender. I, you know, Varlamov was good, too. But I think just the way with the Islanders, and I know they scored a few goals in their last game, I just don't have any confidence in them offensively. And on the road, I don't love it. So the only shot prop I like here is Sidney Crosby over 2.5. He's going to be at 2.5. He we could maybe get him at minus 140, minus 145, minus 150 on DK. It could be, you know, flirt with minus 180. And then you got to think about him in parlays. But that's it. I do, it's just him for me. For me. If you're looking for more, it, I, I could consider... Brian Rust or Jake Gensel or Jeff Carter. Anthony Beauvillier would be that Islanders guy that, you know, you could go to for a shot prop or an anytime point. But I just I just don't know if there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. So I'm going to lean here with Pittsburgh and the under. But something I noticed late in the third period, it was double shifting between Crosby and Carter. It was almost like Carter just leapfrog Evgeny Malkin. He's been good in this series, and Malkin hasn't shown us a whole lot. I know he's not 100%. There's a lot of guys that are not 100% at this time of the year, too. So not a lot of love, honestly, from this game. Uh, we're not starting off very strong. I think Pittsburgh in the under, I see like a 3-2 game. I see a tight checking game with the series 2-2 now. You know, teams are going to be very cautious of getting pucks in deep, just getting it off the glass, not not having any turnovers inside your end. And that's what I've watched a lot. That's what I've seen at least a lot from this series. So a lean on Pittsburgh in the under, but Sidney Crosby over two and a half shots. I like that, and that's going to be in a lot of my parlays. Let's move on to the next game here. we got the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. This game at the Bell Centre. This series tied at one game apiece. So Montreal I'm seeing plus 140, and the Leafs minus 154. The total here at 5.5. So uh, the Leafs had their way in game two. It's kind of what uh, I think we all expected. On Friday we talked about this with Cam Stewart and Matty Best. The Toronto 
would bounce bounce back in that game. Uh, from a five and five standpoint, the series has been pretty even. The goals three two, the shots fifty one to thirty five, uh, the scoring chances twenty seven to twenty eight, all in favor of Toronto here. But the high danger chances twelve to eight. I thought Montreal got off to a pretty good start in game two. They had the goal five and five to start. They just got in so much penalty trouble, right? And we've said this so many times with this team is that they're a really good five and five team. They can hang with anybody, and I truly believe that. Maybe not Colorado and Vegas, but those teams are just up at the top. And then there's a gap in my opinion opinion with the rest of the league but the Canadians uh, all year I thought they hung around with the Leafs at five and five five and five in this series I thought they've hung around as well but when you take four or five penalties in a row in one period puck's going to be in the back of your net I don't care how bad the opposing power play has been over the last two months you give them five power plays or four in a row from a silly challenge but four or five power plays in a span of 10 to 15 minutes so that's things aren't going to go your way couple of those calls were a little chintzy. I thought they were a, a couple bogus calls, but you know, the Canadians, uh, they want to play physical. They want to play tough. They led the league in hits. Uh, they're throwing their body around. Toronto's doing the same thing, but they're a chippy team. I've said this all year. I think the Canadians are, are a little bit of a dirty to hockey team. They're, they're not shy with their cross checks. They need to clean that up. If they just stay out of the box and play five and five, this series will go six or seven, especially maybe seven with John Tavares out of the lineup. This is Leafs and six is something that I predicted. I think Montreal will get one of these two games at home. Uh, and if that's the case, game six of the Bell Center will have fans. So that will be a tough game for the Leafs to win. I'd lean here with Toronto minus 154, I think is a great price. Uh, but I think this is going to be a much closer game. I really do. I think the Canadians will clean up their act a little bit in terms of just staying out of the box. Just stay out of the box. You can't be giving Toronto all those power play opportunities. It's just not going to work for you. You need to play five-on-five hockey. So all situations, uh, it, again, it's pretty tight. Uh, the goal 6-3 here, 70-53, to 53, the shots, uh, scoring chances in favor of the Leafs, and the high-danger chances in favor of the Leafs too. Where I give the edge here to the Leafs, 17-7-4 on the road. The Habs just 11-10-7 at home. So even though they had points in 18 of 28 games at home, they, they still had 17 losses, seven of those in overtime or a shootout, uh, which we won't get a shootout here. But we could see overtime at some point between these two teams. So the edge for me, uh, the lean rather, would be Toronto and the under. I still think the under. I don't think the Canadians, I don't think they're ever going to score four or five goals in a game uh, against Campbell. And it's not even really Campbell. It's just a team that doesn't generate a lot offensively. And their special teams, their power play in particular, is not good. So I, the games that they have to win are much like game one, 2-1. Two, one. So 3-2, a 2-1 game sort of deal. I, I, I see the Leafs winning this one 3-2. I'll, uh, I'll side with Toronto and the under. But Austin Matthews is, is where it's at. Uh, interesting. So... He's got 23 shot attempts in two games. That's crazy. 23 shot attempts. He got 12 shots. He had eight in game one. He had four in game two. Even with all those power plays, he only had four shots. I thought Montreal did a much better job at containing him. And you could see it. Byron, Deneau. It's much like when the Montreal Canadiens play Edmonton and they're shadowing Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. That's what I want to see from Montreal. I want to see them shadowing Austin Matthews, uh, especially on the power play. Let Sandine shoot. I know he scored a goal. Let Marner shoot. Let those guys shoot. Uh, that's fine. And Montreal was doing that. Now, Sandine scored a goal at the top of the point, uh, but they'll take that all day. Uh, Sandine shot at the top of the you know the blue line there as opposed to Matthews you know at the, at the bottom of the circle there in the sweet spot. But three and a half, if you're 
north of the border, bet 365, three and a half. You're going to have to jump on it fairly early. That could start at three and a half, minus 175, minus 180, pushing a little bit, and then it could get to four, four and a half. Books like FanDuel's DK, they're going to have four, four and a half. I'm fine with four. You can get the push. We had a four. We had a four-shot prop parlay at FTN, 10 to 1. It was a couple pushes there. I think Randon was at three, and Ovechkin at four. So the push isn't awful. I still think that this is going to be a guy in Matthews that gets about six to eight-shot attempts a game. I mean, 23 and 2 is is crazy, and he's always going to play. Uh, he's going to get double-shifted at times. He's going to get 23 minutes, 24 minutes roughly. The other leaf I would go to maybe would be uh, William Nylander. Uh, Tavares, or Tavares, uh, Mitch Marner burned me the other day. He's just so many times I feel like he should shoot, but he doesn't. He always looks to pass, so I don't think I can go to him. But Matthews and then William Nylander, and that's it. I, the Suzuki and Toffoli line have not been good. I would expect a really solid game from them, at least from an effort standpoint. I haven't liked their games in game one or two. I didn't think it was good, and a lot of turnovers in the in the defensive zone. So there's no real Canadians here that I like from a shot prop standpoint. Just Go all in on Matthews. Okay, let's move on here to Tampa and Florida. Man, this series has been the best, in my opinion. It's been fantastic. Tampa has a 3-1 series lead. This is basically a pick em here. I'm seeing minus 104 for Florida at home. Six the total Toronto, or Tampa rather, minus 108 on the road. So a lot of overs here. 5-4 Tampa. 3-1 was the game two. 6-5 Florida and 6-2 Tampa. So the over has hit in three of four. I like the over again. Florida's been really good. They've been strong. They actually took it to Tampa in games three and four. They just didn't get the goaltending. Even in game four, I thought that they dominated play. The first shot on goal was a breakaway from Anthony Sorelli. He scored. I think the second shot or the third shot on goal was a shot wide. A nice deflection by Yanni Gord. He scored. So Florida has been good. I thought they've controlled the play. But when they make a mistake, it's in the back of the net. When they take a penalty, it's in the back of the net. It's like the Canadians stay out of the box. You can't be giving Tampa Bay power plays. Nikita Kucherov is too – the power play is so amazing. It might be one of the best power plays I've ever seen. Like, it really is. you got Kucherov, and there's so many options. with Kucherov and Hedman, the one-timer over to Stamkos. Point is in just in the middle there, and he, he's deflecting shots. It's a quick pass deflect. Kalorin stands in front of the net. It's – it's deadly. It absolutely is deadly. And no Ekblad, it really is just it, – it's too bad because Florida's defense is not great. It's their weak point. And with no Ekblad, it's any little mistake that they make, the two-on-ones, the breaks, it just seems to be in the back of their net. Tampa just is capitalizing on every opportunity. The over is the play six. I was on Tampa the last game. I thought we'd see them bounce back. I, I think I'll lean with Florida here, but I don't like them to win this series. I mean, originally I had Florida win in seven. It's just Tampa, they just they look too strong. And the difference has been the goaltending. They've been putting everything on Veseleski, but he is just so darn good. I don't know. I may honestly stay away. If I had to pick a side, it would be Florida. I think the desperation is certainly going to be there with this team, but I like the total six. They're just not getting the goaltending, uh, and I think they score a couple. So um, the shot props are where it's at, though. I mean, Barkov, 23 shot attempts. Uh, he's got five, five, four, and three, so he's cleared two and a half in every single game. He was surprisingly two and a half over the past two games. I could see him three on FanDuel, three and a half on DK. I would still take the over. I think this is a guy who's going to play a lot here on Monday night in, in a desperation game. He could get up to 24, 25 minutes. Would not be shocked at that. 
Uh, Quinville is not afraid to double shift this guy. And then Sam Bennett, four shots, three shots, four shots. He missed the one game due to his suspension. So those two guys are absolutely in play. There's just so many props here to, to attack. A two-point game from Nikita Kucherov. He's got two multi-point games, got three goals and nine points already. He's cleared two and a half shots in two of four. He was two and a half shots in game one. Then he was quiet in game two. In game three, he was up to three and a half shots. And then in game four, I saw him at two and a half minus 180. If you can get him at two and a half, I can get behind it. But he is a pass-first guy. I mean, he's cleared two and a half and two of the four, but you can't bank on it. There could be some games where it's zero shots from him. And something to keep in mind on, too, is that he left that game early, game four, with a knee injury. Now the game was out of hand. It was a 6-2 game at that point. I expect him to play, but something to keep an eye on. If he doesn't play, I would like Braden Point maybe uh, as a shot prop guy. I like him as an assist. You can get him plus money, Braden Point. He didn't get the assist, surprisingly, on the six goals the other night. Everybody else got a point but him. But plus money for a guy like Braden Point playing with Kucherov. I think that's a pretty solid bet. But a two-point night for Kucherov. Shot props for Barkov, Sam Bennett. I think both of those guys are going to shoot. Uh, Carter Verhage, interesting as well. So the lean is Florida, but I like the over. Minnesota and Vegas in here next. The Golden Knights can wrap this up. They're up 3-1 in the series. The total here, 5.5. Vegas heavy home favorites, minus 172. Minnesota plus 160. Vegas has outscored Minnesota 12-4. to And that's it, right? I mean, it's Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury has a 9.53 save percentage over his last six games against Minnesota dating back to the regular season. He's allowed two or fewer goals in all six of those games and eight of the ten that he has played against Minnesota this season. That is just a large sample size of one goalie having their way with Minnesota. And that's the one thing about the Wild. Love their defense, like their goaltending. We like Kaprizov. It was a nice addition. It's put them on the map offensively. But where else is the offense going to come from? They need other people to step up offensively and score some goals for them, and it's just not happening. It's not going to happen. I think Minnesota wins this game. But, I mean, that's just the odds, and I think we'll see some see some desperation hockey from them. It's been tight. It has been a tight series. Overall, 5-5, five and five, the edge actually goes to Minnesota, but that's just because game four – in the second half, especially in the third, was just a heavy dose of Minnesota as, as Vegas just sat back with the lead and just, you know, again, got pucks deep. So the scoring chances, high danger chances, it actually is in favor of Minnesota. The expected goals in favor of Minnesota. They they played a pretty good series here against Vegas, but Marc-Andre Fleury, is just, he's just stole the show, and I, I can't see him slowing down here. So as much as I say Minnesota wins this game, desperation, they find a way to bring it back to Mini. I don't think that they win the series. I don't think Vegas loses three games here in a row. So um, under is the play for me. I've been hammering the under in every single game. Uh, I have no problem going back to the under, but there's a lot of shot props in play here as well. Uh, Shea Theodore did not hit the last time out, but he had a lot of shot attempts. He's got 31 shot attempts. It's the eighth most in the NHL here in the playoffs. 5-3-3-2, 5-3-3-2, 13 shots on goal. Just plays a lot of minutes, a lot of ice time. I have no problem taking him again. He may be my favorite Golden Knight. If you can get Marcia so anywhere at 2.5, I like that. Even over 3, I think, is fine because maybe we get the push if we get to 3. But over 3.5, is, is we're pushing it. I don't think I love it. But 26 shot attempts, 4-3-6-1, so just the, three, just the one in the last game, but he's got 14 shots. Uh, Alex Tuck, 23 shot attempts, 12 shots, 3, 5, 3, and 1. So again, just the one shot. But he had two breakaways in the third period where he missed the net. So we almost had it. The, the opportunities are still there with Alex Tuck. 
Uh, he's been lighting up the, the score sheet, too, against his former squad. He's had a really good series. Kevin Fiala, I think we'll see some desperation, like I said, from Minnesota here. 29 shot attempts from Kevin Fiala, 18 shots, 2-8, 2-6. he hasn't been hitting, but again, like this has got to be it. It's, it's really hard to put away a team. So Fiala and Kaprizov, I think uh, Kaprizov is in play. I would rank Fiala ahead of him, but uh, Tuck, Theodore, Marcheseau, all these guys, they've been really good to us in this series. I think we can go back to them. Mark Stone for an assist. Uh, that's a prop that I can get behind as well. But the under 5.5, I think I'll have Minnesota maybe in a couple parlays, maybe just one parlay, juice it up a little bit, see the odds there. If you go over Tampa, Pittsburgh, the Leafs, and Minnesota, that's a pretty solid payout right there. But I can see why you wouldn't want to go with the Wild. But overall, watching them and looking at the numbers, Minnesota has held their own. It's just Flurry, right? flurry has been so good, and he's going to continue to be good there. The final game, Edmonton and Winnipeg. It's a pick em, uh, as of Sunday night here recording. So uh, 3-0 series lead for the Jets. Uh, my goodness, it was 4-1. Winnipeg scored three goals in just over three minutes. I mean, a careless penalty just to, to start it all off. I mean, there's no need for a trip there. And then all of a sudden, it's it's 4-2. You get momentum. It's 4-3. And I knew as soon as it was 4-3, it was, it was bad news. Uh, we hit Drysettle and McDavid shot props. I go back to them again. These guys are going to play nearly half the game here. They're going to have to have their best effort. They need help, obviously. But, you know, Drysettle got uh, the three shots in the first period. McDavid had none in the first. Uh, he ended up with hitting his over three and a half. So you're going to see Drysettle at two and a half. You're going to see McDavid at three and a half. I'd go Drysettle over McDavid just to get that three instead of the four. Nikolai Ehlers, he returned two goals in his return, had the winner. He hit his shot prop two and a half. He is absolutely in play two and a half. I'd go, over, I'd go with him over Kyle Conn. Uh, but I would go the Edmonton boys over Nikolai Ehlers as well. I, I, I'm, man, I'll side with Edmonton, I guess. I, losing money here on the Oilers, not going to lie. This is three. Uh, this will be the fourth time I've picked Edmonton, so maybe you want to fade me and go with the Jets here at home. They'll probably be plus money by the time uh, Monday mid-afternoon rolls around. i got to think that it's just going to be balls to the wall here for Edmonton to get something done. Uh, but... It doesn't look good for them, does it? It doesn't look good for them. Mike Smith has been good. It's not on him. It's not on Mike Smith. There's no way. Connor Hellebuck has has outplayed him, but this is not on Mike Smith. This is on Edmonton. This is on finding some secondary scoring for the Oilers. Uh, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle were, were blanked, and they didn't do anything really in games one and two. Much better games three. I think we're going to see a much better effort from them in game four as well. So I will lean with Edmonton. Let's just wrap this up for picks. Um, so Pittsburgh in the under. Pittsburgh in the under. Toronto in the under. The over in Florida and Tampa. I lean Florida, but it's a risky bet, guys. Uh, over is the play, I think. Minnesota and Vegas. I like the under there. I'm leaning with Minnesota. And I like Edmonton. I think we'll see some goals. I uh, I think we'll see some goals over 5.5. I think we'll see wide open hockey. Uh, Edmonton's got to go. They got to do it. Uh, okay, from DFS standpoint, I, I like a, a lot of unders there for you guys. So I'm attacking. Um, these are my stacks: Tampa, Toronto, and Florida. Even though I don't expect a lot of goals from Toronto, it's hard to ignore them especially that top line, but there's value with that second line uh, with Felino playing in the middle, Nylander and Galchenyuk, but I'm, I'm all for a game stack between Tampa and Florida. You can make it work too. Uh, there's enough value in Tampa Bay and Florida really, but especially Tampa Bay. 
to make it happen. You know, Kucherov, Point, Hedman, those would be my three. That's where I would start. I would have a line with those. And then, you know, you could mix in. There's some value here. Like Anthony Sorelli is 3-3. He's got two goals and four points over a three-game point streak, 12 shots in four games. He's playing on that second line with Kalorn and Samkors. Kalorn is cheap. He's 3-9. Felino is 3-7. Yanni Gord is 4. Palat is 4-7. So there's all there's some decent value inside that game. Uh, from a Florida standpoint, Sam Bennett, uh, fairly cheap. For Haggy, fairly cheap. Uh, but from a center standpoint, really, it's just McDavid, then Matthews, and then Point. Get behind Bennett. Uh, if you're playing on Fanduel, you can make it work there. DK, you got to play the two centers, but it's hard not to. I mean, it's I, I Matthews could be that fade for me, and I go McDavid, and then get involved with Point, then Barkoff in there. Um, but I'm really game stacking Tampa in Florida. That's that's where I'm looking here. I don't think we'll see a lot of goals between the Islanders or the Penguins. I don't think we'll see a lot of goals from Vegas in the Wild. And I'm not totally sold on a lot of goals in the Montreal and Toronto game either. I mean, Carey Price is he's sharp. He's Carey Price from last year's bubble is here. You don't fault him on any of the goals in games two, it's just a bunch of power plays. Like I said, I, I think price is, is good to go. And Campbell's looking pretty solid and the Canadians don't score a lot of goals themselves. Uh, so the game stacks would be uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton and Florida and Tampa. So for Edmonton, you know, McDavid and dry settle, that's a duo that you want to have some exposure to, but also don't forget about the jets. Pierre Luc Dubois had a decent game. He put a few pucks on net. Nikolai Ehlers, as I mentioned, return had two goals, Connor and Wheeler wheelers in there. Uh, Shifley. So that whole top six, and then with Edmonton and McDavid. So you could game stack. You could make it work with just maybe one-offs as like maybe Sorelli as a one-off or Kalorn as a one-off. Just get somebody under 4K, put Sandine as your defenseman at 2-8, and you could really make a game stack between like Edmonton and Winnipeg or game stack Tampa and Florida. Just mix and match all of those um players on the, the two top lines for those those four teams. Uh, defensemen, I would rank them Hedman, Theodore, Riley, but I think Sandine is like almost on last play at 2-8, especially if the Canadians are going to be dirty again. I mean, they were among the leaders in penalties taken. So as much as I sit here and say, guys, you need to shape up a little bit and not take penalties, easier said than done when guys like Weber and Sherrod are cross-checking everybody in the head. Uh, Montour is a cheap play. Morrissey's a cheap play. My goalies would be Fleury and Hellebuck. Uh, and I do like Campbell as well in there. Um, but uh, Fleury, Campbell, Hellebuck, if you want to be contrarian, you can go Talbot the other way there. But uh, that's pretty much going to do it. Uh, I do think the Canadians will make a couple changes. We could see Romanoff in there. We could see Cole Caulfield. Caulfield is not going to be a DFS play for me. But I think, you know, if you're playing in multiple tournaments, why not? They're going to give him some time on the power play. So I think we'll see. I think that was the best case scenario if you're a Habs fan for them to get blown out and then you make some of those changes, right? Maybe you get some of those slower guys uh, out of the lineup and get some speed and some youngsters in there. Uh, rejuvenated uh, Canadian squad, maybe with Caulfield and Romanoff in there. So any questions, again, hit me up. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. I think, again, just to recap from a shot prop standpoint, I guess on the way out here, uh, Crosby, Matthews, I like Nylander. I think he's fine, but I'd rather go with Matthews. Uh, Barkoff, Bennett, two-point game from Kucherov, an assist from Point. Uh, Theodore, Tuck, Fiala, Marcheseau, 
McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nikolai Ehlers. So lots of shot props, lots and lots of bets over at ftnbets.com. Use that promo code MEANY if you're looking to be part of the FTN fam. Hit me up here in the YouTube section. I'll circle back, like I said, before a puck drop. Again, it's it's weird to rock solo shows here with you guys, but I appreciate the support. And uh, please, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to leave one there. And we'll be back here in a couple days. Good luck in the ice. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.